on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Okay, so welcome back. It's uh, about an hour after the Palace game. We've all uh, seen it in one way or another. I watched it on a stream. Tits, how did you see it? Listening to the radio. The nice, Mikey. Of, oh, no, I no. didn't. <laughs> okay, oh, so taking, taking the usual Jamie role in this. Jamie, how'd you see well, it? Leave it out, man. <laughs> I followed it on Twitter. I oh, followed yeah. it on oh, highlights. Okay, and on highlights. I say, welcome back, Jamie Allen, after yeah. two cast absence. Yeah, people were rejoicing, but yeah, you're back, you're back. You see, Jamie's you see, there. I've been... I've been I've basically been producing a film at the moment. Brilliant. I think it's a nightmare, but it's fine. It's nearly done. Did anyone... I'm just explaining my absence to yeah. all our fans. Uh, it's fair enough. We enjoyed the 2-0 win all in one way or another. Whether you watched the highlights, whether you watched it way through, it doesn't matter. We all watched the 2-0 win up at Palace. What's your immediate reaction, guys? How are you feeling? Well, my cousin's a Palace fan, so I'm rubbing his face at the moment. Right, okay. <laughs> nice. Mike Tiz, how are you celebrating tonight? I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how are you feeling then? Come on, boys. I know it's late, but you can stick with me here. How, you know, it's a, exciting, isn't it? We we almost brushed Palace aside. Oh, it's a great game. We played so well. It's a good comeback, especially after the 2-0 um, up. The 2-0 lead we had against Wolverhampton and we lost, ended up losing. But yeah, it's a good game. And I mean, you look at your Look at the predictions we gave. Tiz gave a 1 0. Mikey gave, I gave a 2 0. <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> uh, I gave a 2 1. We all went for um, winning predictions, but in reality, if you go and li- listen to the preview podcast, which is the episode before, we're almost, uh, we seem quite conservative and a little bit worried about it, even though we did give quite um, positive predictions. But it was the perfect bounce back from the defeat against Wolves. Uh, you know, what a drag and change and how. You know, what was the driving forces behind that change today? I think it's just that the, we're the team were in such high spirits, the great form we've had. Yeah. And there's this this one blip we had against Wolves, they weren't happy about it because they know they're better than that. They know they can achieve higher things. Yeah. And just that like they showed that today. Yeah, yeah. You guys I, think, I think I think Ollie's hatred of Cedric has now actually come about because <laughs> he got injured halfway through that game. And well, you know, we performed better without him. So there you go. <laughs> That's it's it's just logic. Well what, what it did allow, right Yeah, what it did allow is for War Prowse to become directly involved in Mark and Zaha. Now that was uh, probably the most entertaining part of the game, I thought. I mean second in the second half especially, you could see we were doubling up on Zaha, but what it allowed us to do was, you know, complete uh, see Warprouse and Zaha go at it and Warprouse came out on tops today like he he showed that he had that determination but he wasn't silly with it he didn't he didn't let it uh take over his game he, it's uh, because he knows he's rent free he said. <laughs> yeah he's rent free he, he had that determination without trying to be stupid with it and taking over his whole game and did get underneath Zaha's skin uh you know an interesting out half time a little bit of a kerfuffle with them as well but hey Warprouse again comes up tops again and becoming a little bit of a hate figure for the Crystal Palace fans. You love to see it. You do. You just love to see it. <laughs> so, yeah. What else were, What else were you guys happy to see with today? Redders in good form. Yeah. Very true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Goal and assist for him mm. today. Um, but really dangerous. I think he was primarily on that left. But, yeah, look, really dangerous. And back to that form that we know he can mm. get into. 
running that defenders, which he's best at. Her goal. Well, one thing I'd like to add is it shows that we're not a one-man team with Danny Ings on the bench today. That we still had a very good game, sort of a very good fight in there. Very true. Very true. Tears that we played about Danny Ings uh, in the last couple of months. Hundred percent went right. So you know, again, another one. No Cedric, no Ings. You know, start yeah. winning games. Yeah, it is. What caught your eye? What caught my eyes that we rotate? We didn't massively rotate the team, but I saw before the game. Fans were on Twitter, oh, this is going to be a 3-0 loss. He's starting better guard. He's not starting Ings. And I'm glad that we put it in their faces in in a weird way that even if we've been on a fantastic run, only one loss in the last seven, so that, the Southampton Twitter still find a way to be negative and still find a way that we're going to lose the game. But thankfully, we won 2-0. The players that came in, apart from maybe one shaky mistake that Vesica, from Vesica yeah, that could have cost yeah, us yeah. the game, the well, people that came in had a fantastic game. game. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed quite... Uh, and we have looked very good away from home. Um, like I, I've said it before, the fact that we almost seem like an away team at parts. The fact that we can go away and create that pressure and the counter-attack in football works brilliant for that style. But to still score two brilliant goals against Palace was a credit to the players and they... They took their chances extremely well. I, I mean, mean we can... Palace away is never an easy game. Any team would no. say that. Their no. home, the home crowds are unbelievable. It was just very lucky. To yeah. Not lucky. We played well. We showed the resilience. That and that I, determination. Yeah, and I can't give you the specific stats, but I know that Palace are up there with a very good defensive side. You know, they're very. I think they've only lost three at home this season. They've only conceded ten in the league at home overall. But also, they've only. I think that they've only scored ten at home as well. So it's a bit of a bit of both in that sort of aspects. But yeah, when we went, we we just controlled the entire game. Yes, they're not quite as good as Wolves, and that's why we probably controlled it and kept that two 0 lead. But we never felt, apart from you know the chance that it was nil nil with Czech Toast, we'll get on a bit later. Mm-hmm. We never felt, or I never felt, at least that they're going to get back in the game. Don't get me wrong, there's still always a chance because at two 0 you've seen the Everton game. There's yeah. still a big chance they could come back into it. But there's they never had that feeling of the players were concerned. It's yeah. just our, it's just our, I don't know, it's our away performance is just amazing. If, if it was the Premier League was just based on away games, we'd be in fifth position and only two oh, points nice. off third position as well. Yeah. It, it really shows so maybe, our, maybe they should change the rules. If it was home performances, mate, we'd be rock bottom of the league. Talk about points. league positions as well, Jambo. Um, we're on the same, I think the same points we're on at the moment. Last time we were on that point, at this point, we were... We finished sixth, I think it was that season. I don't know. That's quite a, uh, a weird way to put it, but I think that must have been the Coman season when we had how many are we on now? Thirty. We've got to be thirty, isn't we? Thirty. Thirty-one. We've gone above Palace now, and yeah. I've equaled the amount of wins that we had in the entirety of last season as well. Hey. Yeah, it's Yeah, so the Cooman. 24 games played, 31 points. We finished sixth that season. So you look at it; it's you've got to look at it positively and say it's a brilliant result and it's proved we can bounce back. The one thing that concerned me was the fact that we were seeing the the issues that we had previously of throwing away games in a leading position. And I was thinking, oh no, let's hope we're not having a regression here and we can keep on going and keep on with this great form. We saw that today. That's a real positive to take from this game: the fact that that one slight blip didn't didn't bother them and they still went and played their game they still played the same tactic they still played in the same way same confidence and we came out of the result as well and that's a credit to the players because they you know they stuck with it they got round it and they wanted to prove themselves as well they didn't the confidence I don't think looked like they dropped if anything they looked 
happy to go out there and uh, prove a point. And yeah, that probably is a big factor in why we came out with three points today. Mm. Cool. So yeah, anyone ever got any initial other thoughts that we can hit through, then we can go through the game one by one. Mighty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of a sit back, relax, start of this podcast, let you guys talk because in all honesty, I don't really know what happened in that game. I got to about... <laughs> I got to the 20th minute um, yeah. in the car, turned off the radio, looked at my phone, Redmond had scored. Oh, so, you know, <laughs> it was one of those days. So I just thought, nah, it's, it's fine. The only chance I actually heard was um, Czech Tosson's miss from Vestergaard's mistake. And from yeah. that, you're thinking, nah, it's probably not going to be a good day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but you can still give it, you can, uh, you can still say how. I mean, you've got to be pretty pleased the fact that we saw that bounce back from Wolves in a short period of oh, time. Yeah. Two packs. Yeah, it's 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 always a little bit like it was always going to be interesting to see how we bounce back from a defeat because we haven't had a, had one for like six, seven games. So it was always going to be interesting if we would regress or like try and progress from that. And it's nice to see that we are trying to progress from defeats, trying to get like still playing with confidence even when we lose. Mm. I think that Wolves game, it wasn't just down to the fact that we didn't play well. Because we, I say we didn't play as well as in the first half we did in the second half, but we, mm-hmm. it wasn't just down to our performance that we lost that game. So it's nice to see the players have brought their confidence. Wall Prowse, I was a little bit worried about getting sending off because mm-hmm. he does like putting a good tackle in on um, Zaha. But yeah, apart from that, it was a fantastic game. I mean, especially, I'm looking... Especially with a rotated squad too, with Vestergaard coming in, not playing for a little while since the FA Cup. Early injury. Play at right back. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we do make movements now in the January, yeah. just in case we might need another right back to fill in. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm looking at the stats now, and I, I can't quite believe it. I know we, we played really well, but I didn't think the stats would back us up that much as well. Palace not having a shot on target today. No. Only having six shots and we had 15 in total. Six. They didn't have a corner either. Didn't have so. a corner, no. Uh, we had better pass accuracy, had more passes, had 57% possession to their 43. You look at that and you think, that's probably a home... You're looking at that and said, right, it was the home team. You're probably thinking, you know, us dominating all things. But we take such a presence to away games and it, yeah, it, it's really amazing to see how well this tactic worked away from home. It's four successive wins on the bounce now away from home and you got to say, how, how long is this going to keep going for? Because it's brilliant so far. Yeah, they've had, you know, our, our form picked up when we started picking up points away from home. And yeah, it's continuing to do well away from home as well. So, hey, I'm happy with it. Let's long may it continue. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, what do you want to go into now? We've had our, our overall... Team sheets. Should we look at the yeah. team sheets? So it's 6.30 when it was announced that Danny Ings wasn't going to start the game and Vestergaard was going to come in for the injured Jan Bednarek. What are your thoughts? I was happy because mm. I took off my captaincy of Danny Ings. <laughs> just about to fantasy. Not a football fan, you know, not a Saints fan. But in all, in all seriousness, I was glad to see him rested because I like, was like Ralph even mentioned a few weeks ago, the hurricane injury that was due to lots of games and stress on the muscle. So I'm glad to see him being rested. And plus, I love to, I do like seeing Obafemi playing up front. It's nice to see mm. the partnerships he's progressing with Shane Long and Shadams um, as well. Anyway, I don't know. And I was also, I'm not, I don't really have a negative opinion on Yannick Vestergaard, like most Saints fans do. Doesn't too worried him coming to the game. However, like I said, there was that one mistake he had. That's what I can say, really. 
Yeah. Um, well, when I <laughs> when I saw it, it come out, two things hit me, and we mentioned it together when we were off mic. It shows the pecking order and who he relies on next. It's interesting mm. to see that Danso is not in the equation when their player dropped out. Bench. No, and uh, we saw Vestergaard come in, which kind of shows you who, yeah, who's next in line, who he believes is the the right player to step in. Che Adams again not starting, not giving that chance. Obafemi rewarded with his you know promising uh, features that he's had so far in the season, so he's joined again and gone up front with Long. We knew Long was going to pr- pretty much stay there because he's that target man, the out ball we got over a lot of times. But yeah, Obafemi and uh, Vestergaard, were you surprised that these two coming in or were you? did you think these were the logical players to come in with rotation? Because uh, um, <coughs> Vestergaard have been, has been the one that um, had been making it onto the bench mm, for yeah. most games. So I was thinking that he would probably be the one to be put on the bench. Would he be the one that most Saint fans wanted him? Probably not. Um, I think a lot of people wanted to see Danso, but the thing is, if Danso's not even making it when one of our first-choice centre-backs are out, then he's obviously not good enough for it. Um, Yeah, and it it definitely was interesting to see that Adams isn't getting a sniff at starting at the moment. Uh, Danso isn't having a sniff either, so uh, it it would be interesting to see how we start the next game as well, whether Vestergaard keeps his place Mm -hmm. because of that mistake, but I Again, don't know how he played for the rest of the game. I didn't hear anything on it on Twitter or anything like that. So I think he's yeah. a fine game for the rest of it. So I'd be happy for him to start um, in the next game too. And it's it'd be just... also... Oh, go on, go on, Tiz. Huh? Go on, yeah, Tiz. Me. Go on. Okay, it wasn't <laughs> me that said that, but I'll, well, I'll say that, okay. you know, I, when Vesegar came in, I was a bit concerned because I know that he likes to pond on the ball and that was my that was my concern and at nil nil when Czech Tosa got that chance one on one and probably should have at least got it on target. That 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 was my point proven. And I was I was happy to see Oberfemi, but also at the same time, it was interesting, like Mikey said, to see that Adams, you know, wasn't starting either. So it's 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 an interesting one in that way. But apart from that mistake, Vescar didn't do anything wrong, so I guess it was correct that they selected him. We got a clean sheet. So <laughs> to be fair. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to see. And that's the sort of thing. Now, it's back-to-back wins where Danny Ings hasn't started. Well, when he hasn't started, we've won 2-0. Like I said earlier, fans, don't just write off the game instantly when Danny Ings hasn't started. Trust the strike partnership that starts. Because even if even if they don't score, we've got players that can. It's not just Danny Ings that can score. Nathan, Redstone, Stuart Armstrong. Oh, that's brilliant. You ruined it. it. <laughs> if people are not going to listen to the rest of it now. <laughs> no, we can talk. We can talk through those later. But finally, just on the lineups, we've got an FA Cup game coming up as well Saturday. Tottenham home. Um, how do you reckon the the lineup change? Do you keep the same side that won, or do you bring in players that possibly, if Benrak is fit for the game, do you bring him back in, or do you reward Vestergaard? He got a clean sheet away from home. Does he stay in the side for the FA Cup game? No, I think Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. I thought you're finishing up. I think it's quite interesting to see that Ralph is um, focused on having Danny into the Tottenham game. It really shows he wants to push in in the cup, I'd argue, which is surprising in managed in the past. They see with a high, um, like a, a, a traditional top six side, they probably wouldn't put as much um, strike force into that side. Whereas I like the confidence from Ralph resting Danny for this game so he can start the next. Yeah. Yeah. In contrast, I don't think I don't think he necessarily rested Dings. I think Ings just couldn't start because of his injury worries. I think if it was a week later and then you had the next Tottenham game, I think he still would have started. I just think because of his injury history, and you've seen from Rashford's 
when he starts after he's had a possible injury. Now he's probably up for the rest of the season, maybe the Euros because of a back injury. I uh, I don't think what the fans are thinking in terms of <laughs> Jamie the United fan over, getting there. <laughs> let's go cup over <laughs> league. I just think it's more the fact that he didn't want to risk him just injury, just full stop, rather than resting him for a specific game. Yeah, where's your confidence, Harry? What in what in Ings's fitness? Yes. Well, he's had injury. He's had injury concerns before, hasn't he? I think it's, it's, true. it's sensible the amount of goals he's got this year. And the that you got to say he's still on really good form. The fact that he, I think it's the last two that he hasn't actually directly got going, but he's still a present and a present, a presence. He is and a even present. if he isn't uh, on the goals, you got to say yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he's not directly impacting the game, he's making those uh, runs and stuff like that and dragging that space. And if you know, two centre backs are following him. It, it leaves space for long, even if he can't, you know, find the back of the net which we'll cover <laughs> later on. Like <laughs> uh, so, Yeah, we'll do a, uh, you know, that's a little, a little look ahead to uh, Tottenham, but we'll, we'll do a, a preview to that as well. So probably Thursday or Friday, keep an eye out for that, and we'll do a little preview to the game as well. So yeah, if you are interested in our little, our thoughts on the um, upcoming Spurs game, then uh, have a listen. So do you want to go minute by minute or? You know, moment well, that would take quite a long moment, time. It would moment take quite by a long moment, time. Ollie. Let's go for it. Moment Says what would you say is the first highlight of the game? Well, probably the Czech toes and miss. To be honest with you. Yeah, go for it then. Uh, talk us through it then. What? Well, Vestergaard's we're... obviously pondered. On, well, not obviously. That sounds harsh. Mm-hmm. He's pond. He's pondered on the ball probably about 18th minute mark. It's, it's been snatched off him, but I believe by Czech Tosin, who. He's uh, ran towards Jordan Ayew got on. He, he nicked the ball off him, and it felt to Czech He nicked the ball and played it to Czech and He blasted over. And after his obviously goal against Manchester City, I'm quite surprised that he didn't have that level of composure. But what I'm glad to see is Hoiberg. If I don't know if you see, but he sprints onto the line, so he, he sort of helps McCarthy in covering the goal, adds that pressure. But that also sort of leaves Ayew in space. So if he maybe squared that across, that's that's maybe a simpler finish, but. That was a real that was a real let off and one that we we're probably expecting. You know, our defenders normally have one very iffy moment in the game, and thankfully we got it over very quickly. Yeah. Do you think that's a bit uh, just the nerves of Vestergaard coming into the side? It's just a, it's just a lack of match sharpness. To be honest, it's yeah. not. It is his fault for making the mistake, but also if you don't get the minutes, that's that's what's going to happen at the same time. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of a combination of both. Yeah, there we go. Um, sorry, I'm just I'm just reading on uh, Twitter, and apparently the Palace fans were shouting "kick him in the face" to War Prowse <laughs> six minutes in. I mean, well, there we go. <laughs> but, yeah, we know we know who got the last laugh. Uh, so yeah, we said about the the chance there. I, I think the next thing has got to be the injury to Cedric because that is quite a defining moment in the game. And if you you're looking at that, you have got to say early substitution. So Cedric came off for Romeo pushing Ward Prowse out to that right back. And um, yeah, it, it, you've got to say it is an important part of the game because it changed our style completely, didn't it? Mm. Overall, you wouldn't think it, it made too much of an impact from the final result, but it did alter the tactics early, didn't it? You saw Ward Prowse come in that position and Romeo fill him. How did you think Romeo did in filling that defensive midfielder, that pivoting to in front of the mid uh, defence role? Because I didn't hear his name in the commentary, he did fantastically doing his job well. If, you, if you're a midfielder <laughs> and you don't hear his name being said, mm. you, that means he's not done anything wrong. No, and it's interesting as well where people were criticising Romeo for kind of being a bulldozer in midfield and not being as comfortable in possession that we need him to be in that in that role. But it seemed like a clean sheet, 2-0 uh, lead. 
he is a, a good enough replacement, I, I assume, for a, an early substitution and a change in tactics, I guess. So, Mikey, who scores Maidman? What were their remote statistics? <laughs> Go for it, Mikey. Oh, God. Um, I can do that. The right-back <laughs> change, Warprow's taken about the midfield, that could have been quite big because normally he's not fantastic at playing that right-back, right-wing-back position. And that's where, you know, if he got booked early on, that like I've, five, like I've right. put in the, the article that I wrote for Saints March, and that, that was a big moment in the Wolves game. And that could have been a big moment if he got booked in this run early on as well. But thankfully, he, stay, he stayed away from the referee's cards. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? War Prowse. All oh, right. Yeah. Fair play. So, Romeo, Romeo had two tackles, six aerial duels, one, uh, two dribbles of the ball, 76% passing accuracy, and a 7.461 rating. Who scored.com. And that's so, why we're not selling him to Celta Vigo. When, when, yeah. you come, when you came on the pitch, I mean, you know exactly what you're going to get with Romeo. He's going to mm. be that tough tackler. He's not going to let anyone pass him. He's going to get a booking. So yeah. um, I, <laughs> It's so. quite a statement as well from Ralph to say both Romeo and Vestergaard have been linked away in this January and they've both played today and came out in a victory in a clean sheet. You've got to say they've been linked away and they're players that aren't getting the game time, but when they have come in, they haven't made a necessarily negative impact or a weakness into the side it just shows the confidence that they've got in the system and if you're willing to work hard then it comes off properly you know it seems i I I think it also shows that it's not just the starting 11 that want to play it's the entire squad because sometimes you get that way the starting 11 have the support for the manager but the rest of the squad don't want to play it shows just how determined the entire squad is to do well play well perform at the highest potential that they actually have Definitely. With Vestigar coming in wanting to prove himself, Romeo coming on doing well. Um, Obafemi apparently had probably the best performance he's had in the Southampton shirt um, tonight too. So uh, it's it's fantastic to see that it's the squad depth is there, even though it does seem like we're a little bit shallow sometimes. The squad depth is there to step in and replace just in case. And lastly on the Cedric injury, does this cause for concern? Later on in the season, if we don't know how severe this injury is, but we we can safely assume he's not going to be playing for the Spurs game. Is Will Prowse going to be put in that role again, or well, is it an hope. early is it an early call for Valerie, or is Will Prowse too pivotal in the CDM role for him to be taken out? You know, how does this get played? Do you reckon? Well, I think I think by Thursday, by our next podcast recording, we'll know how how along the line the Walker-Peters or Mahaley transfer are. That, that's probably when we'll know how big an effect it has. But, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see, like you said, how long Cedric's out for. Because if he is out for the Tottenham game and Valerie's a bit iffy, it, it will have to be um, Will Prowse that steps into that role. Well, let's just yeah. hope Valerie's illness clears up, boys. Yes. Maybe, maybe magic and he's... I think he might be. Well, see, I don't, I, I don't know. Does anyone actually know this illness that he's got that he's had for two or three months? Because me and me and Jamie have been throwing the air quotation marks whenever this injury word gets called. But yeah, I'd be. I don't know what it was, but apparently it was just really, really bad, and he just took a long time to go over it. And the problem is, is you don't want him to come back too quickly because he might get it again, or he might give it to someone else in the squad, and you just don't want that to happen. So it it may be like a month or two months that he's been out, but that's probably the safest thing to do instead of 
having him back. Yeah. And then, you know, Tottenham had that like food poisoning before their big game to try and get into the Champions League 10 years ago or so. So you don't, you don't want that <laughs> well, to happen to have, to have like a squad well, sickness straight away. Allegedly, that's probably, that might have been a different situation. Allegedly. Alleged, no, it's not alleged. But, uh, they got food poisoning from the hotel. They did get food poisoning, but yeah, it's a alleged uh, tampering. Alleged, like that, yeah. alleged, alleged, alleged how they got. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what food poisoning. Yeah. 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 But hey, we'll we'll leave the conspiracy. We've got we've got cover. We can always always bring. In, uh, Stevens has done a job at right back before. Yoshida's had a job at right back before. Danso could probably play at right back too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's three players there until Valerie gets back. Um, Wall Prowse is showing it. Hoiberg could probably play there too. So we've got lots of players. Hoiberg can play anywhere. Hoiberg anyway, can play anywhere. Just, just chuck him, chuck him in like, goal. He played left back field. against Fulham. He can play right back you now as well. So it's fine. Yeah, we've got players to do it. Um, and as long as they're coached and told what to do well, then that we should be fine. And lucky yeah. for us, we have good coaches. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll have a we'll have an indication on. What happens with that? Mike is always keeps up to date with press conferences. I love the comment from Jamie saying like we've had good coaches. When I think about three months ago, we were yeah, we were we were coaches. I never was. I never was. You lot, not me. Yeah, we're very yeah. We could change our opinions. Change like the wind sometimes. But hey, it's like most Saints fans, isn't it? You only have to look at the Saints FC hashtag on Twitter to see how quickly opinions change. But hey, um. Let's move on to the next thing. It's got to be Redmond goal next thing, isn't it, really? I can't think of anything else between us. The absolute yeah. thunderbolt. Yeah. Great, Beautiful, yeah. It's, and it's Redmond back at his best, uh, or certainly getting towards where we saw him to the tail end of last season. Comfortable um, with the ball, close control to his feet, spinning his man, getting it out of his feet and finding that kind of power side foot that we know he can kind of do. He did it at Huddersfield last game of the season where he hits it so hard that he gets that dip on it, but still finds the back of the net. And it's that, yeah, it's that beautiful balance between the the accuracy and the control of a side foot, but the power and the unpredictability of a, a laces shot. It kind of interbreeds them together. And yeah, it, it works. And they found the back of the net, a beautiful goal. And the one to really celebrate to break that Palace deadlock. You know, I, think, I think the best the best bit about that goal is the sound the ball makes when it cracks oh, the back oh, of yeah. the yeah. Yeah. That is the most yeah. satisfying noise you can get when sm- smacking a ball. Yeah, and if you've got 30 seconds free, go on the Sky Sports highlights, just smack it up to full volume and hear that. It's like a chink, isn't it? And, yeah, they, yeah. and they mix it up louder, so it literally like... Oh man, that's it's a, either that or the silence of Selhurst Park. Yeah, and and, and you yeah, know that it. you know that Redmond has always got that in his locker. It's whether he's got the confidence to do it or not. And over the last couple of games, he has been building in confidence against Wolves. He was running at players, and it's fantastic that now he's actually got an end product to one of his runs. He's very well to hold off the centre back, turn um, turn him, hold off the other one running in, and then just crack it past Koita. Who I think in the home game had a fantastic game, saved yeah, a lot of oldies of shots. This one he was getting nowhere near. Yeah. It, it was fantastic, and I think statistically he's the best goalkeeper yeah. in the lead at the moment. Yeah, so smacking it past him, oh, it was an absolute blind. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> also, I had the sounds. At... I had the sound. It was lovely. <laughs> I think Jack Stevens once again with another a delightful chips ball over the top into yeah. Redmond's path who, who yep. obviously like you said held off I think he's probably got more assists than, than Urza this season which is, is <laughs> relatively impressive Jack, Jack Stevens is on my fancy bench oh 
Oh dear, <laughs> but yeah, once again, Jack Stevens showing his confidence in passing and that he would fit perfectly into Gareth Southgate's England setup. <laughs> that, yeah. that's this is, this is this our Jack Let's go, boys. The, the thing is with Jack Stevens is it's sort of like a curse and a blessing having his confidence out the back because yeah. sometimes yeah. it goes as fantastically as it's shown. Sometimes it it just doesn't work. But it's over the last couple of months, he's definitely cut out the mistakes that he has been making. He is making better decisions, and it's fantastic. He's got a goal and three assists in 15 appearances for a centre-back, which is um, incredible contribution up top. Yeah. And we've got four clean sheets in our last seven games. I've just I've just counted up the fixtures there. That's pretty impressive to where we were to now yeah. a pretty solid defensive line now getting uh, clean sheets like that. You've got to say a noticeable performance and uh, improving as we go along. Yeah. Right, next, uh, next update. There was a couple of, uh, I think it was good chances that we had. Uh, we won't go into too much detail, but Redmond and Armstrong making a mm. quite a good impact. Well, um, uh, Redmond, again, full of confidence, especially after that goal that he's put in the back of the net. Getting down the line, beating his man and putting it across. And Armstrong, a couple of times, had good opportunities. One got saved by the keeper. Go on, mm. hand up. It was Ryan Bertrand on the overlap. Redmond had it. He's flipped off to Bertrand. Ah. Bertrand got down the line and smashed Someone's watching the highlights? No, I'm not watching the highlights. This is all from memory. Uh, <laughs> he just knows. Mikey just knows. Yeah, okay. But there was another one where uh, Redmond got down the line and got it to Armstrong as well, which is interesting to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> We'll get struck down now. Again, it's good to see that overlapping play that we you know, so like to see. It seems so simple, but when it actually comes off, it's it's a really nice and exciting way to play football as well, getting it across the box. And we know we haven't got, we're not a Burnley, we're not going to be smacking the crosses in every day, but they're low, they're hard, and we're mm-hmm. going to try and find the people on the back of them. And you've got longer, we know he can get in the air if he needs to, but also he can scrabble around and try and find... Try and find the back on there. Obafemi as well. He's got a good little poacher's instinct on him as well. So putting those balls across the box, trying to find someone on the end of them. Not I think it also sort of shows the importance of Ryan Bertrand still in the yeah, fact that he's still very important in that overlap. Because if we're going to play narrow wingers, wingers that want to cut inside, we're going to need two fullbacks that want to get forward. And Bertrand, if if he's on form and if he's actually concentrating, he's a fantastic fullback and he can put a good ball in, as he showed, would be a one for Armstrong. Yeah, and a couple of good chances. I can't think of too many. I'll note if you guys then feel free to jump in. But we have those. That, it's, a, it's quite an open game where... There is chances either side, but we are demonstrating our, our ability to be dangerous. Is there any other opportunity to jump out to you before we get into half-time? Not the first um, half. It's the think... first half, it literally was the Red Bull goal. Mm. That's Stuart Armstrong, sort of, kind of, <laughs> not too sure. Yeah. Second half, and first half, ended. that's all the highlights. Yeah, that's the highlights. <laughs> We're trying to go into a little bit more detail than the two-minute highlights. That's the highlights. What are you on about, mate? I think we just dom- we just dominated the game in general. I think Adam Blackmore and Dave Merrington used the phrase that I wasn't a big fan of, saying that we murdered the Crystal Palace players in the first yeah, half or some, something to that extent, which I thought was a bit brutal. But we did just dominate the game, as you saw by the full-time statistics, especially that they didn't have a shot on target. We just dominated the game. We didn't we didn't have that many chances because not in a weird way, but we we didn't need to. We didn't need to have loads of chances. We'd have to force the ball forwards because they weren't causing any danger to us past the 18th minute. Yeah. And I'm looking at it now, I'm going to use Mikey's who scored, but 
Martin Kelly, I mentioned him as possibly a potential weakness with uh, uh, Redmond down the left. You guys said, oh, he's still a good player, but he was voted the worst, uh, second worst player for uh, Palace today. So. Who's the worst? I was, I was out of, uh, uh, Tucson yeah. with a 5.8. Who, you know, he had a couple of chances, but with no shots on target and you're the only striker for Palace, it's going to potentially uh, damage yeah. your rating, isn't it? So. Yeah. But you got to say, Redmond was really effective today and, um, yeah, Kelly didn't have the best of games, so it was, you know, a nice little match there for us to mm. have a dominating side down the left as well. Armstrong picking the pieces from the right as well. It looked a really, really dominating performance today. Um, right, so, yeah, we said again to half-time. A little scrap between uh, Zaha and Ward-Prowse. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't actually pick this up first time. I had to look on Twitter for uh, what actually happened, which is... Yeah. A poke um, in the eye. It looked, yeah, it looked like a poke in the eye, a kind of a kind of push po- poke kind of thing from Zaha. Apparently, VAR looked at it but saw no no uh, foul play in it. I'm not sure about that. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Is it out, out of um? Should be it should be a booking, but it it just shows that Zaha just gets annoyed very easily. Yeah. If nothing else, to be honest. And uh, you got to say the Saints players all did well too keep Zaha in the right the kind of right level of because he it was at the right places he he's known to uh kind of fire up and try and prove a point but today they just niggled him to where he couldn't quite get into the game you know double teaming him to make sure he doesn't have that space and uh little fouls that aren't going to get the book in but are going to hold us in and impede his progress it was it was played well Mikey sorry I cut you off I was was just looking through Carla Nakis tweets and there's a lot of um a lot of moments where it's saying like, oh, James Ward-Prowse body checks and Stevens clears it up. Romeo's pushed him in the back. Armstrong yeah. body checks him. So I think it was just a little bit, it wasn't just Ward-Prowse. It was the entire squad were sort of ganging up on Zaha. I think yeah. we did that with Adama Traore in the first half effectively, but not in the second half. It seems like what we're doing is we're picking that one key man and just bullying him so that he doesn't get into the game. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, coming out of halftime, is there anything that you can kind of think of before I do want to get onto it on it was it was that sort of it was the sort of thing where we've only scored one in a game that we've dominated and teams if they've been dominating the first half they normally get a rocket from their manager to play differently in the second half we not we didn't Hence especially the see, we didn't yeah we saw at the Wolves game we were tuning it up but if we had a third that's probably game over at that point there's a lot of games obviously because we've conceded forty two points in winning positions in the last two seasons where we should have probably scored more if we scored more that points total would have decreased quite heavily so one nil against the dangerous palace sides we always had a worry that they could get back into it especially if their key players tosin zaha and and others as, as well yeah it's very true like i do feel sometimes concerned that we don't make the impact that we can do before half time just because you know they have 15 minutes to kind of reconsider and get their game back that's the one thing that kind of throws me off so Coming into the second half, how confident were you that you could go and kill this game and keep control of it? Or were you a little concerned that the half-time will kind of become a, a different ballpark and uh, Palace will come out fighting? What do you reckon? I think we all, I think we all admit we had that nerves, especially after the, 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 the second game, the Wolverhampton game. We were 2-0 up at half-time. They came back and won 3-2. I think the, the players definitely had that in their heads, but they had the t- determination not to let that happen to them once again. Mm. I, think, I think sometimes it's something a bit weird but it's good to have these reality checks in our season I think yeah. our players would have got a bit too ahead of themselves to completely honest with you so in a way I'm glad we lost to Wolves but I, said, I, think, I think I was nervous the second half because I said 2-0 but 
But I'm glad that we came back. One nil, sorry, I'm an idiot. One nil. The shot on some girls scared me. Yeah. I don't I think, think you're glad I that think... we lost to Wolves, but you're, you're glad the lesson... Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. The lesson that we learned from Wolves that we've taken forward and applied today, that's the really positive thing that we saw. <laughs> I, I always look at the first 15 minutes. If a side has come out in the first 15 minutes and really gone at it, even if they haven't like really taken a shot or had a chance, mm. that's when it's worrying because you know that side is like lifted up. If they get nothing in that first 15 minutes then you know you practically won the game. And it didn't take us 15 minutes, it took us four. So, uh... And we see, and it's a Redmond assist, it's kind of come in, Armstrong finds the space. Again, that side foot that curls. He looks like he's aiming it up for the kind of near post and that curler, but he almost gets it across and wrong foots the keeper. Mm. And it, yeah, it's a really nice finish. And uh, again, Armstrong getting on the score sheet. We know he scored belters. His hair's fine. Belters I mean, he does it all the time. Yeah, he's made his mark on this team now and it's his to keep up and it's his to continue. If he keeps his form and keeps having these good games, then he's going to keep down that place. The fact that we saw it at Celtic, he's getting regular first-team football, putting in the goals and controlling that midfield. And now he's starting to do that for Saints. Like I, I made a wild prediction that he was going to be our player of the season at the start. So I almost kind of uh, root for him because so I don't become embarrassed basically but I did see that potential in him I knew he was going to be a good player that's going to come into our side and if he did get the game time and make his impact that he could possibly do we knew he could make a you know a good change to this side and that adds to that little bit different that we're looking for I know Mikey you were saying earlier on this season especially with the losses that came in we need a player that can uh, find that final pass and things like that but I think in this style he does his role perfectly he's not going to be a, a pace demon down the side he's going to be Someone who finds that pass and's got a good eye for uh, reading the game. And yeah, a reward with a goal. Your guys' thoughts on the goal? It, it may be a little early to say because again, he's only just come back into the Ballon team. What a fantastic uh, uh, signing Armstrong is! Like mm-hmm. seven million pounds. Like you, usually with players like this, you look at Madison. And Madison's been talking about sixty million, but Armstrong he does quite a similar role in that way without the free kick taken, and he's he's fantastic. Yeah, and it's seven million pounds, and he just offers a different option, and that's yeah. what we need on that right hand side. We've got a quick little nippy player that likes to cut inside, and now we've got a lad who can find the pass. Not exactly the quickest player, but he makes it up with the way that he travels with the ball, how he runs with it. He's got a yeah. fantastic finish on him as well. Yeah, like, so. Oh, he scored some absolutely. He scored that fantastic goal against Fulham last year. One against Man United too. So, and then Leicester as well. So he's he's got a shot on him, and it's fantastic to see that he's got the confidence now. Both Redmond and Armstrong have got confidence now of taking a smack from twenty yards and having a feeling that it's going to go in. Oh yeah, and now that confidence is going to barrel onto the strikers who are going to get that confidence and that uh, that change of style and the. All the different positives are good form now coming onto the strikers. Now, now they're going to get the good, the balls and reception and things like that. And you got to say again, we got two goals from on midfield, but our uh, our strikers did really well. And Shane Long had chances as well, which he could have possibly put in the back end. That we'll get onto that very soon. Um, next kind of thing from that again, like you said, Mikey, showing really a real good determination coming out of that second half. Within four minutes, we've already found the back of the net again for a very good strike. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm just looking through highlights. It's basically just uh, James Ward Brown Saha saga, but it was very entertaining to watch. If you can watch the highlights, go and do it because we won't do it justice. You know what you're going to see? You're going to see Ward Prowse and Saha going at it 
Wolf Browns having that determination, gritting his teeth, and really doing himself proud today. I, I put it on the Twitter at Saints Point Pod that um, the the battle between War Prowse and Zaha, the way that he's at a position, he's in a, a right, basically a right back position. I was going to say right wing back, but it is a right back position. So I think he's not entirely comfortable with, but the, the fact that he can still take a, how much is he? 80 million pounds they're looking at for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, winger out of the game completely and shutting down that Palace uh, left-hand side. It's a, it's a real credit to, to him. And he probably had, he was probably easily the best or second best player in the team today you've got to say for what he did he did really well really really well um, so yeah uh, I think that's also credit to Ralph too like he has these systems he has these plans back up like if you said that Will Prowk is going to play right back for us even like a year two years ago you're thinking, what the hell is going on? He's playing attacking midfielder at the moment. But for Walprouse to be able to just slot in there at right back, know exactly what he's doing, and do it does his job fantastically well. Like, I think that's credit to both the player and the manager mm-hmm. for coaching him right, and the player being able to adapt in during Coach, the game. Coaching him right back, you could say. <laughs> okay, that's the podcast. So. <laughs> That's almost as worse as the Tizard one a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> the next big chance, I'm sorry I have to do this to you, Mikey, but Shane Long finds a good space in the middle. Obafemi with a brilliant little uh, almost flick to get it past the last man. Shane Long finds himself pretty much on the pouncy spot and uh, has his pick of corners, but um, uh, ends up finding the keeper down the middle. I'm not quite... I've had a look at it a couple of times. I can't quite work I out. I can't explain it. I can't I, work I, out what he's trying he to do. If he thinks he's slightly off centre, because I think... I don't know. And it wasn't a... The keeper doesn't really kind of like the Schmeichel one where Danny Ings scores, where he doesn't starfish almost like we saw with the Schmeichel one. So I'm not too sure what he was actually trying to do with the ball. It basically went dead centre, really. It wasn't... He didn't open his body out. He didn't go across. He just kind of laid it down the middle. I think he realised he had a lot more time than he thought and he could have not take a touch but he could have definitely slowed down and picked his corners and yeah it's just that one part of Shane Long's game that he didn't you know can't quite find you got if you guys got any guesses what happened I don't I don't know if he thinks he's slightly off center maybe because he hasn't looked up before he's had that shot I don't know if he thinks he's slightly off center maybe he's tried to tuck it in the corner he's looked up and realized he's dead center in the goal um but Shane Long doesn't score easy goals like this, is, this is things we know. Shane Long does not score an easy goal. So, uh, yeah, we've we just got to wait for him to be 35 yards out and you can curl into the top corner and everything will be fine again. We do have Aston Villa in a couple of weeks' time. Exactly. So be, yeah, there we go. Shane Long does break Marnay's record-breaking hat-trick, okay? You watch this space. <laughs> okay, we'll keep it up. Let right. it first, boys. Um, so, yeah, after the Shane Long chance, <coughs> first substitution, really. It, it was a game of not... In the second half, second. there wasn't too many clear-cuts, was there? Is there anything else between... Something. Oh, well, okay, yeah. So, my bad, I wasn't thinking about that. Uh, first intended substitution. Yeah, sure, we'll go for that. That makes me sound better. <laughs> um, it was Shane Long for Danny Ings. So, now Danny Ings coming off the bench. The last thing... Yeah. The last thing... The last thing you want to see is a well, the Palace centre backs probably not feeling great. Wait, why were you petrified for Danny Ings coming on? I was, I was petrified because it only takes one bad challenge from a Palace player to get him injured for a few weeks, and it wasn't really a game that we needed. I know it's good to keep players ticking over, get the minutes, but it only needed one, you know, overstretch, one bad challenge for a Palace player, 
and then it's a needless injury for Danny Ings. So that that was my concern when he came on. Uh, I think the perfect example was Rashford in the cup. Like he didn't have yeah. to come on against Wolves. There was no need for him to come on. He still came on, got injured about five minutes later, and he's now out for three months. So it's it's like a bit like that. You, like you want Danny Ings to play because you want to keep this form up. You want to keep him ticking over. But then again, you don't want him to go in for a stupid challenge and uh, James Tompkins to go six feet over the top and smack him in the head with his boot or something like that. You don't want yeah. that to happen. So. And crazier things have happened than that. How so, would that you how would you differ the substitution then, Tiz? What would you say at that point? Because I think in Ralph's eyes he's thinking, get it to three 0 and the game's done. How would you do it? How what changes would you make instead? Well if he had uh, he obviously has confidence in the, t- the team, but Palace didn't have a sign of coming back into the game. I would have just done a light for light with Che Adams, maybe, and then maybe later in the game took over Fermi or for either Ginepo or Brufau and put Redmond up top with Che Adams. There's just no there's no real need to put him on. In my but opinion, he's definitely because he, he took off uh, Shane Long, didn't he? And you got to say Shane Long has played a lot of games because that's a uh, it's respect of his uh, recent performances. So you got to say maybe, possibly, we mentioned Danny Ings getting dropped for the game to uh, to um, make sure he, he stays fit, but possibly with Shane Long as well. You got to say if he's going to be doing all these games in this recent Christmas form where we've hit form, possibly you want to keep him. Fresh for the the Tottenham game, where we'll yeah, need so, him. So, so put Che on instead. And I'd, I'd also yeah, argue that it would make more tactical sense as well putting Adams on for Long instead of for uh, Ings. Because that's I true. Think actually, you get Adams that Tottenham and Long man, play yeah. a lot similar way, and I think Obafemi and Ings are quite similar in that way too. So I would I would have thought that Adams would have gone on for Long, and it would also have given him, uh, I think, twenty odd minutes to actually make an impact instead of the usual five that he gets. So that yeah. might have been a little bit more confidence boosting for Adams too, but. And yeah, then you he, would have seen that Adams and Oberferry pairing that we saw at Chelsea. Am I right? Is that right? And that was successful at Chelsea too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, possibly there's more change there. But, yeah, thankfully, Ings didn't pick up any, anything. He did keep ticking over. Uh, upset for fantasy managers because they only got 20 minutes out of him without a goal. So, people are going to be disappointed with that. I've got hey. to take him out. <laughs> let's, uh, right. let's not talk about fantasy. Let's talk about Saints. Uh, and people who bench Jack Stevens. Ugh. Yeah, who would do that, Jamie? Who would do that? Nine points I lost here today, boys. <laughs> it's all right. It's a two-nil win, clean sheet, plenty of things to be happy about. I'm not Jamie, happy. No. Well, no, come on. Um, he wanted that guy to clean sheet. That's what he wants. Is that's Michael for me, mate? Anything else to? Because the next thing I'm thinking is the substitution again for. We've already previously mentioned it. Uh, the like for like Adams for Robert Femi. I, you know, is there anything between those two that you can kind of think of? It, it is kind of a Connor Wickham put like one into Rosette. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, like you said, no shot on target. Palace didn't really look very threatening, did they? It, no, I, they I, they rel- rely on their defence, don't they, Gaunters? I, I saw a tweet and it was so one of the. I think it was one of the reporters for you know the South London area in Crystal Palace. He was like, Danny Ings is getting subbed on for Southampton, and it's Connor Wickham for Crystal Palace, and it wasn't. Um, it didn't say anything. He didn't directly say, look at this comparison. But it was, it was just a sort of like, look who's coming off the bench for Southampton and look at the squad depth and injury problems that Palace has. Yeah. And that, I think that, that level of frustration was slightly coming out in, in his tweet. Yeah. So, I, I think, I think it just short, sort of shows they've played 24 games in the Premier League this year and scored 22 goals. Like They're not a goal-scoring team. If they score a goal, it's their defence that they rely on really well. I think another stat is that Palace hadn't conceded a goal outside of a, um, outside of a, 
18 yard box until today and have conceded twice. So it, it could, it could be something tactical that way. I think they played a different system to what they usually did play. I think, and yeah, they definitely miss Milivojevic in that central holding mm. it down. They missed that yeah. definitely. Who did they have in that hole? They had MacArthur, who again, yeah, didn't have a great game. It, it's, not, it's not the same presence as, um, no. as Milivojevic and, and James McCarthy as well. Yeah, in that kind of uh, yeah, but you got to say there's got they got five in midfield, so to change it up, they have really got to go for it. They really rely on their defensive um, solidity, and then you know uh, either take the draw or, or snatch a goal. So once they've got two in, the the plan B is kind of scupper for them, really, isn't it? Because they can't really throw all hell's loose at it. It doesn't really work for them. So fair play, we found the found the way to get past it and uh, got our reward today. Um, any other kind of things before? The final whistle, obviously, it kind of petered out a little bit. There was a counter attack for who? Who got on the end of it? Let me have a uh, Redmond breaks away. I think it was from a, a Palace attack. I don't know whether it's a corner or just them high up the pitch, but Redmond kind of collects it and runs a fair distance with it. I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, yeah, that's it, right? A fire Ings. When it comes to Ings, and the the chance doesn't quite come to. I think there's a block, or it kind of goes wide, but. The last kind of chance that I really remember of that was the, yeah, Redmond coming down and letting in Ings. And I think also Adams had a good touch for Ings, but he was just slightly offside again. There's the two kind of chances I remember. Anything else uh, like that? I think there was one also where Ings could have let the, I think the ball came across and Ings could have laid it back off to Adams one more, one more to the, that in that direction. But I think he had the shot instead. And I think Ings, uh, sorry, Adams was in the best position, but obviously Ings in the form he was wants to take the chance off himself. And I think as much as Adams might be frustrated, I think he'd also understand that a striker wants to score as many goals as possible, especially when yeah. you've got a 2-0 lead. That level of selfishness, fair enough to an extent. Yeah, that's very true. So any other thing, a final whistle goes, any other kind of final summaries? I know we gave our main thoughts on it at the start, but going ahead now into Tottenham, confidence again is going to go back on a high. We've beaten Tottenham before and we will cover this in the preview, but you know, what's the game plan now? We've got to try and go as far as we can in the cup. Do we have to rest to keep the uh you know, do we have to try and keep the uh the form going in the league? You know, do we just try and keep going as much as we can while we've got the confidence? How's Ralph gonna play it? Is there gonna be any changes? What do you reckon? Easy dub. Easy dub. Mourinho's stress, we're gonna take advantage. Go for it. We go in the, into that game favourites, I feel. Really? I know it's, wow. I know it's odd, but they, we've got an extra day rest. They don't have Harry Kane and they've got a poor record at St. Mary's. We'll, we'll go into it more, obviously, in the preview. But overall, I just think this this time last year, we had half the mental strength that we do now. Mm. I think we're a lot stronger mentally. We're a lot, we have a high chance of keeping at Leeds when we have it. I know we have conceded... As, as you see for the Wolves game this season from le- from leading positions but I think there's just a higher chance that we do keep leads and that was, that was shown today although we do have a good record at Selhurst Park in, in fact so it might not have been any different anyway yeah and we're obviously out of the uh, the the League Cup is it, is it, I don't know the actual sponsor it's called at the moment but yeah the Carabao, League Cup Carabao yeah, yeah that's one um, it's always the Carling for me is how I remember it but I, don't, I know that's not right that's about 10 Capital years old Capital One <laughs> God, it wasn't so many. That was bad. Um, But yeah, so wanted to scrap the that that competition to focus more on league games. Who was that? Sorry, mate. Came out of the press and saying, "Let's Mm. scrap it." 
Yeah, yeah. And, well, we're in the FA Cup at the moment. That's a good point, actually. How seriously is Ralph taking this? Is he going to go as far as he can, you know, and try and do the best in both ones? Or does, if push comes to shove, will he favour the league? You know, how? what's the importance to him? What do you reckon? Would you boys rather him push for league at Europe League football? But at the same time, if we did that, would we could risk being a Burnley, for example, there the start the season? Yeah, it's true. I was just I think asking, Burnley, you... Burnley are a one-trick pony, though. They can only play one style. Whereas I think we've got a lot more different ways that we can play. We've got a best. I think we've just got a better squad in general. But I think with the FA Cup, if we were further, if we we're near the relegation zone, I think he'd take it less seriously. But now we're in the top ten. We're above Arsenal. Yeah, well. yeah. I feel I feel that he'll take this as seriously, especially now. I feel we've got the squad depth off of this performance and previous ones as well. Mm, that's very true. So, what would be successful for you in the cup? Then would you say you're a, you you set us as favourites for the the top? It's, it's difficult because although I say we're favourites, and obviously I'm very overconfident. I think we could give Liverpool a good game, but that's that's a couple previous time. Yeah. It depends if we get past Tottenham. Then it's, it's 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 difficult to say in cup competitions because you don't know who you're going to get in the next round. We could get Shrewsbury if they go through. But we could also get Liverpool if they go through after Tottenham. Yeah. So it's just a game by game basis. To be honest with you, I think I, I to be honest, I'm pretty happy where you think if we got past Tottenham and got top ten, I'd be pretty happy with that. I think that's a successful season on Ralph's end, and uh, especially with the form we've picked up as well. You got to say it's as far as we want to go. Really, if we want to go all guns blazing for the FA Cup, we can go all out. Or if we want to rest a couple and still maintain the form in the league, we can do that as well and try and get the best we can at Liverpool and do ourselves proud. But yeah, like you say, that's a couple previews in ahead. We'll do most likely released Friday. Um, but the best way to keep in contact with that is through the Twitter, which is at Saints Prime Pod. Yeah. Have a look on there. We've got transfer news, commentary on the, the games, things that come up. So anything that comes up, press conference and things yeah. like that try and put the most information on there for you and like I say when a podcast does go live you'll get direct links to your favourite podcasting platform so you can go and listen to it on there and get the one that you want to um, and also we'll do questions for it as well we look, we really enjoy the questions that get sent in to us so uh, I've yeah. completely Tis. forgot about that we've forgot about the match reaction oh, we didn't the on match the Instagram reaction. we'll just never mind we'll never fly mind. through Quite quickly just, do one, them. just one or two is it so yeah, so if you want to get your match reactions in yeah, after the game, just go to the Saints Prime. It's uh, yeah. normally reminds me. Sorry, so it's mate. Not I'm sorry. Just, mate. Yes, play Molly, mate. It wasn't even his responsibility. Mate, we've done we've done like fifty of these. All right, like, it's literally. <laughs> Boys, come on, come on. We're wow. gonna we're gonna reel them off. Yes, we're gonna reel them off. No, I'll help you out. You right. go, so I'll help you out. We'll, we'll go through a few. So, underscore Stephen underscore William said Zaha equals a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Say Can we play away every week? Says Josh. Allen. Yes, 11. Josh. Allen. Just what? <laughs> just what we need. Not far off of Europe now. Steve underscore Roussel. More impressed by the defensive effort. Tom underscore Perry. Two three three and one more stunning performance from the lads without Ings. Max dot Thank you, Matt. For your thank call. you. Oh, thank you, anyone for that. And sorry, we did leave those so late. We normally do do them first, but it just escaped us on this one. Harry, we do. <laughs> we do it straight off that's why we want to try and get that authenticity so there is sometimes mistakes sometimes but hey it doesn't matter uh, you know where to catch us uh, yeah, on the Twitter on the Instagram so yeah make sure you're tuned in for the next episode for Spurs which is the FA Cup preview so yeah see you then uh, it's been me Ollie I've also been joined by 
The legendary Jamie. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you for the next one. Take it easy. Up the Saints, keep the faith.